Welcome back. You're listening to Facts of Faith with me, Nayelu Pondwana. And now we give you few stories that are happening around the world that are religion-based. Remember, we just try and keep you updated as far as that is concerned. Headline reads, LA's atheist street pirates go national in efforts to remove illegal religious signs. Listen to this. It started as a small group of atheists tracking and removing religious signs from public streets in Los Angeles. Now, this network spans more than a handful of states with volunteers documenting and taking down, my goodness, illegally placed religious material on utility poles and overpasses across the country. Known as the Atheist Street Pirates, the group formed in 2021 as a subset of LA-based Atheists United, a nonprofit that's been in the city for 40 years. And the seats, my goodness, they seek to empower, quote-unquote, they empower people to express secular values and promote separation of government and religion, close quote. Atheists at it, cleaning up the streets. Why don't we? And then, another story. Muslim students lead protest for adequate prayer space at New York's Baruch College. <laughs> A group of around 40 students protested near the office of student life. The students, a majority of them are Muslim, were calling on the administration to offer better, more accessible interfaith spaces. The campus, located a few blocks east of Manhattan's Madison Square Park, currently offers an interfaith space, a room 3 to 225 in the William and Anita Newman vertical campus that fits around, what, 15 students? And for a college with more than 500 Muslim students, students say the room is not big enough to meet their needs. Go, boys and girls, go. Do your thing. Final story for tonight. Headline reads, Rabbi Harold Kushner, who wrote best-selling works of practical theology, dies at 8. It's 88. Okay. Rabbi Harold Kushner one of the most influential congregational rabbis of the 20th century whose works of popular theology reached millions of people outside the synagogue has died. Kushner, who turned 88 on April 3rd, died Friday in Canton, Massachusetts, just miles from the synagogue where he had been rabbi laureate for more than three decades. Condolences to the family. Right, we're going to move on now to our next conversation. This time around, we're talking about, and our feature is called Faith Today, Freedom Day. As we all know, we've been celebrating, we celebrated Freedom Day, 27th of April, um, based on the 27th of April, 1994. Freedom Day is celebrated annually to honor the unsung heroes and heroines who fought for freedom and contributed to the development of society that is equal, diverse, and racially free. This year, Freedom Day coincides with the 29th anniversary of South Africa's first democratic elections. One may argue that the leading parties haven't achieved any notable strides. Yet because South Africa has had democracy for 29 years, unemployment, poverty, and inequality are just a few of the things that limit people's freedom. And that's why we're asking a very simple question. Is it worthwhile, really, to celebrate Freedom Day? Why unemployment is at a record high, 32.7%. 32.7%. Some South Africans still live in informal settlements, 
and there is no electricity in some areas. And quite frankly, you can argue that in all of South Africa, we live with intermittent electricity. Have we progressed in 29 years? Do communities of faith really care about freedom if these things are not happening? Do we really, or are we just going to celebrate? Have we been celebrating regardless of all these things? So I want to take your calls, I want to take your text messages, I want to take your voice notes to hear what you have to say on this matter. And those of you who would like to join in, please join in the conversation. Joining us on the line is Dr. Zauro Gabriels. I'm hoping I'm reading that correctly. Medical doctor, community leader, and a member of the Islamic Medical Association and the AMR Youth. Good evening to you, Dr. Gabriels, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Dr. Gabriels. Hi, good evening to all, yes. and greetings yes. of peace. Thank, uh, thank you, very you much. Naira, for having me on this special program. Thank uh, you I'm very quite much. honored. I want to start off by saying that I am intensely proud to be a young South African uh, and to be part of this beautiful nation who gained freedom from an oppressive and racist apartheid system. And this is gained uh, by the sacrifices and the blood and the youthful years of great men and women in prison and the efforts of thousands of leaders who stood firm for justice and who fought for our freedom, our freedom from discrimination. And the people were segregated and oppressed and tortured and even killed, treated as slaves, only because of their skin color. So we have, uh, you know, much to celebrate. And I'm a proud South African celebrating our Freedom Day. Uh, you know, we have our freedom and we cannot uh, place a value on this great strength and victory that we have achieved in South Africa. You know, just this week, uh, now we, we witnessed the concluding arguments in the reopened inquest into the debt in detention of the Imam Abdullah Harun, a man who was held in detention for 123 days, tortured and interrogated, until he was killed. And until today, his family has not been given justice. And his family wants that, that the peace of justice and the peace of the truth to be revealed. You know, imagine a family deprived of a father and a husband and a community deprived of a leader. And how many thousands of stories are there like that? Like the Honorable Dr. Steve Baker, who was arrested and stripped naked, shackled, you know, and found in a cell uh, that who had died alone and naked, uh, and, and uh, you know, in the state uh, by the police force. And, and we see, uh, you know, the, the, the great hold heroes. On, hold, like hold, hold on, Dr. Gabriel. Yes, I, th- yes. I think I heard you say something that I'm not quite sure if I did. Did you yes. say we cannot place value on this freedom? Yes, so, so I'm saying that you know the, the freedom that we have gained is so valuable that we can't even we can't even enumerate it and we can't even place a value on that to have this kind of dignity and freedom. You know, Nae, I was which which dignity uh, would you I referring to, Doctor Gabriel's? Yes. I, I need you to I need you to just bring it nice into context, Doctor Gabriel's. Yes. If our people still live in abject poverty. Which dignity would you be talking about? If we still don't have economic freedom in this country, which dignity would you be talking about? Because we live in poverty and unemployment. It's gradually increasing with the passage of time. 29 years down the line, we still have people who don't have food who go to bed without food and the basic amenities. Which dignity would you be referring to, Dr. Gabriels? So it's, it's- it's the dignity of, of freedom of equality. You know, which, I, which I equality? 
We are the most yeah. unequal society in the world. South Africa has been proven to have the biggest Gini coefficient in all of the republics known to mankind. Which equality are you referring to? I'm referring to the fact that we have made great strides as a nation and that we still have a lot of work to do, but that, that these, the great strides that we have made, that we cannot ignore it and we cannot uh, turn a blind eye to it and we cannot turn a blind eye to all the sacrifices that have been made to reach the stage where we are now. I am, I am a medical doctor and 30 of my first cousins have graduated from university. This was something that our own parents, one generation ago, was not able to achieve, that they were deprived of. We have, we have made great strides, and we will continue to make great strides when every South African citizen sees their responsibility to help to build this, uh, this nation. Our Honorable President Nelson Mandela said that with freedom comes responsibility. And when every South African sees this responsibility and this honor to help to build and heal our nation, we will make great strides. Uh, that, is, that is my feeling. You're, you're citing the issue of education, and it's a very laudable thing for us to appreciate in our country, but this economy ever since 2025 has seen the rise of the fees must fall movement pointing exactly to the idea of people who are still called a missing middle. In this country, we don't have access to education. When they met in Cliptown, they said education will be available to all, but education is not available to all. Only a select few who can afford can access education. If they cannot, they don't have access to education. So help me understand, what exactly are we talking about? 20 years down the line, we still cannot afford free education for all of our citizens, and we are poised to talk to talking about the idea of the, the, the missing middle. And that came up with students, by the way. So how do, how do we talk about education in a country that doesn't offer free education, doctor? Yeah, so I, I absolutely, I absolutely, uh, you know, take into consideration uh, your 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 views and and what you are being forced. And I do agree that as a nation we have great work to do. Uh, but I, I I do believe that we have gained much in freedom and in equality and in uh, freedom of religion and in freedom from discrimination. I mean, I do not, as a young person, I do not know what it feels like to walk into a place and to be a have to, and to have to show some kind of document to enter. I do not know what it feels like to be turned away from a place or to be discriminated against or to be pushed out of a place or to be, or to be tortured or, be, or to be thrown into prison. So I believe that we have made great strides and as a nation that we can help this country to be built uh, again, and just as sacrifices were made to gain our freedom, great sacrifices are going to be needed to make to be made to help to gain the freedom from poverty, freedom from unemployment, freedom from security. I mean, most of Africans live in fear of being of of, of violent crime. This, these are all things that affect almost all South Africans, and we need to help to build our nation uh, to be free from all of these, from free from from the poverty and free from unemployment and free from, from violent crime. So would you say, uh, this is my final question, Doc, would you say South Africans yes. should celebrate freedom? The Freedom Day celebrations should continue in South Africa. Do you think there's something worth celebrating? After all the history that we have, both recent history and distant history, 
would you would you encourage people of your faith community and faith people all around the country to celebrate Freedom Day? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm proud South African, and I'm proud of what we have achieved as a country. And when people visit South Africa and see, uh, you know, the beauty of our country and how uh, how people of people of faith can can practice religion and how people of faith can have freedom to walk without without fear anywhere in this country. I am a proud South African, and I believe that we can build our nation to be uh, what it needs to be. And we need nation building. Okay. Right. Dr. Gabriel, thank you very much for coming through and talking to us. Uh, we really appreciate your points. Uh, this is this is what we want to bring to your attention, South Africa. All of these perspectives that you're listening to, this is something you need to ponder upon so that next year, when we are 30 years as a country, as a republic, as a democratic society, think again. Do you still want to celebrate or do you feel perhaps there is still nothing to celebrate? You're listening to Facts of Faith.